George. Joe. This is kind of unusual for us to be here on a Thursday evening, George. I'm a little bit concerned, you know. Uh, I have some other guy on my screen also. If, if you wanted to fire me, there's better ways of doing it than having my replacement on screen. Yeah, but how how is the video of it going to go viral if we don't just really do it up? Fair enough. What do we got going on, guys? Joe, this is Dean. Dean, this is Joe. Uh, both you guys are dear friends of mine. Dean and I go way back almost a decade, maybe more than a decade at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've got some really exciting stuff to talk about tonight. Um, we are going to kind of wait a couple of minutes and see if anybody joins, if anybody cares, if anybody's listening, if anybody wants to know what we have to talk about. Um, so that being said, Joe, do you have anything you want to say to anybody? Well, yeah, I'm going to spill the beans. I know, what the, I know what the exciting news is. You just want to dump it? Go ahead. Fine. Just steal my fucking thunder. We are moving our YouTube channel over to a new YouTube channel. And good night, folks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that will be happening, though. So yeah. wait and for it's details very cool. on that. It's very cool. And maybe we could talk about that just a little bit. We're actually merging Tech Defects and the Indie Brigade into the Indie Brigade. Is that cool. a good way to say it? That's an excellent way of saying it. All uh, right. Tech defects videos are still going to be saved. They're going to be like a sub category, I guess, that's going to be towards the bottom. And our main focus is going to be on the Indie Brigade. Joe, you look a little fra frazzled. Were you driving real fast to get home or something? <laughs> well, you know, I tried to go to hair and makeup prior, you know, the 30 seconds that you gave me. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, this whole thing's been going on all day, and Joe just found out about it about seven minutes ago. Uh, that's how we like to do things here. Broadcast News is a big favorite film of mine, and really enjoyed that scene when they're trying to get all the live stuff going. So I like to put Joe through that stuff from time to time, just for fun. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wait a minute, my face is turning red again. Hold on. <laughs> Just for anybody who tunes in late or doesn't understand the relationship here, Joe and I are dear friends, and I love him to death. This Indie Brigade wouldn't happen if it wouldn't have never happened if Joe hadn't reached out to me and said some real nice things and bribed me. Can't forget the bribe. <laughs> I'm kidding. He called me and he reached out, and and you know I had so much fun doing his show a couple of years ago. Uh, that when he, he offered me the chance to do this with him, I jumped at it. It's been, uh, and it's really been a wonderful experience in my life. It's been uh, just, uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it. And I can't wait to see how far it goes. And, and with that said, there's, there's actually a lot of big things coming um, from the Indie Brigade uh, that we'll be talking about here pretty soon uh, over the next several weeks. Um, the, the big news tonight is, is going to be coming your way in just a couple of minutes, uh, so I appreciate you guys' patience. I'd like to introduce everybody to Dean Fernando. I uh, used to go by the name Dino Bullet. Don't know if you still do. Still do. But, do you? All right. All right. Uh, well, Dean, maybe you could, uh, so every once in a while you'll hear me call him Dino or Dean, whatever. That's where it comes from. Dean, maybe you could kind of introduce yourself to the people who are here and people who are going to find it after this is live. Let them know who you are and maybe a little bit of background about you and, you know, where we met and all that other stuff. That'd be great. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, like uh, Cameron said, uh, you know, we, we'd met 
almost a decade ago, but my background is is a, is a filmmaker first. Um, you know, I, I've done music videos for people like DJ Shadow. Uh, you know, worked with uh, Cheech and Chong on on uh, you know the Get Legal tour and got put that video out with those guys. Uh, you know, I, I got to work with the Bruce Lee Foundation as well and work with those folks. I've done a lot of cool things, but kind of under the kind of under the radar. You know, not really put my name out there like like it is, but. Um, you know, and uh, where I met Cameron, where George C was at uh, Cinephile, which is a very, very, very uh, famous uh, video store that sits on Sawtell and Santa Monica Boulevard, right next to the New Art Cinema. And it's a place where cinephiles go, um, and 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 people that are in the industry. You know, um, you know, at that place, I got to meet a lot of filmmakers like, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson. I got to meet, you know, people like Quentin Tarantino who all would come to the store. And I, that's where I met George. And I, this was even before I knew who he was in terms of, you know, like who his father was and that he's a filmmaker himself. We just had a good vibe. We would just talk about movies, you know, and that's where it started was just there. And, you know, the love of genre films and, and the love of, the, you know, the independent spirit uh, of filmmaking as well too. And, um, you know, uh, we just, we, we, we'd figured out like, hey, we're vibing, we, 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 we communicate really well. And through that course of knowing each other, there were several things that we tried to do uh, to, to get off the ground because we knew that we had a good connection artistically and we communicated really well. And we were always trying to find that project throughout this whole entire time, throughout almost a decade, we've always reached out and goes, hey man, what's up? You got anything going on? And what are you doing here? And we'd always would try to find ways to work together. And, and find ways to to develop projects. You know, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but this fucker is like one of the most prolific guys ever. He, like, he can write a script literally in a day if he wanted to. In a day, he's so fucking fast. And if and as you know, I mean, he, in terms of his graphic design and art, he's so quick, man. Like, it's unbelievable how prolific this guy. I've never seen that level of of swiftness and quickness. And then being able to have it still hold this level of quality. I mean, I think that's that's one of the reasons why I'm here right now is because I believe in this guy. This guy is unbelievably talented, you know. And and then you know we've had conversations about this before. You know, part of the thing is it's it's great that he's carrying on the legacy of this great name. But a lot of it is, man. Like if he didn't have that name, he probably would be be fucking directing fucking major Marvel films and other things like that. Simply because he has to live up to this fucking crazy ass legacy, which he is really, which he is actually holding down. I mean, at, at the essence of this all is, is that, you know, Cameron is like always has been about creating community. And at the essence of core and core of it all has always wanted to create a community where we all can support each other, just like what his father had done. That's in him no matter what. It's innate. It's within him. He can't do anything else but that because it's in his spirit. It's in his fucking DNA to be doing things fucking literally in his DNA, to be doing shit independently, to, to find new ways and new avenues and ways of profit of how to make that happen. He can't help but do that. No matter what he does, he finds himself in this situation. The universe is putting him in this situation always. So, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know where I just went off on that. But That's fucking crazy, man. You're right. The universe does put me in, in weird places. And you know what I always say? Uh, you know, I am exactly where I need to be at this particular moment in time. And, you know, we, we've yeah. talked about that, you know, and, and listen, man, I mean, I think you actually, I think this might be the first time Joe might ever see me turn red. 
but uh, thank you for all that that stuff. I don't think anybody's ever said such nice things about me, man. And you know, I got to tell you, when we connected, you know, I, if you remember, one of our first conversations was basically testing each other's visual vocabularies. Yeah, and and you know, that's so huge for filmmakers. I agree. And it's so huge for people who are interested in doing this as a career and as and, and as a dedication because it's more than a career. You know, we use the term career because basically let's face it we sound fucking insane if we if we say anything other that you know when we're trying to talk to like the 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 norms out there you know and like the all the squares out there who who yeah. don't understand the freak circus life of this industry yeah. you know we find these ways to kind of try to put it into categories that they can understand yeah. and you know so filmmakers have used terms like careers and if you're lucky it does become a career that you know that earns money and supports a family and all that other stuff but it takes forever, man. And like you said, you and I, we've been going back and forth for a decade trying to figure some shit out together, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, it's it's not for a lack of trying, man. But you know what? I think once again, the universe has put us where we need to be right when we need to be there. Yeah. And I think Joe has a huge part of that because, you know, the Indie Brigade is the perfect platform for this. I agree. Uh, and, and Romero Pictures is a perfect umbrella for what we're going to talk about um, to go underneath. And so, uh, you know, what I'm really excited to do right now, since Lance is here and we can finally get started. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, then it's it's time to kind of go into what we're here to talk about. And, you know, first, I'd like to say, you know, thank you to everybody who did show up here. Um, you know, uh, like it's amazing the people who have shown up already just from this and people who are rocking that Facebook frame, you know, it's like your membership card to the brigade, right? It's kind of like, uh, you know, it's, it's really kind of taking the form that I had hoped this whole thing was going to take when we started it, which is kind of this, you know, a little bit of fuck you, but not enough to, you know, make us complete outlaws, but enough to kind of say, you know, we're here, we know what's up. We're going to peel back the, uh, the curtain and kind of reveal the wizard, you know, and that's kind of the whole point of the Indie Brigade here. And that's the point of the community is to find a, a, a bunch of us who are all like-minded and we're all genre guys and we're all indie guys and, you know, and, and go back to those collaborative days that existed in this industry, man, back when, I don't know if you remember when I had my office at the lot, which was called mm -hmm. the lot. It used to be the old, um, right. Golden studios, you know, right. where, Chaplin and all those yep. folks were when they first started out. Yeah, um, there was a spirit back then, you know, and and that spirit was it went on for forever, and it's it's only sort of recently in the past handful of years that it's kind of taken on this every man for himself kind of Lord of the Flies thing. Yeah, and it sucks, you know, and you know I'm a woodworker too, and the woodworking community and some of those guys are here tonight tuning in too. So thank awesome. you guys for the support. Awesome. But, you know, I mean, the woodworking community is very much like the old film community, you know, like you would you couldn't just walk on a set and go teach me. I'm here. You had to kind of earn your way in. You had to kind of, you know, take your lumps and then it became collaborative. And, you know, most of us here, we've taken our lumps in life, in our jobs, in our in our in our industries, whatever it is. And we're all here for the love of film, man. And, you know, that's what this community is about. And. I think that that what you and I are going to talk about tonight um, plays directly into that. So, you know, maybe we should go ahead and start by talking just a little bit about 
<laughs> traditional distribution for a lot of these indie guys out there who are where you were and who are where I was when we were trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? The distribution yeah. for these guys and, you know, those of you who have been paying attention will probably figure out what we're going to announce here soon. But, um, you, you know, the distribution model, it was the same forever. And it was you made a movie, you, you know, there were there were a handful of ways to get a movie made in Seoul, right? You either went to a studio, pitched it, and they wrote you all the checks and took over your life and your project and all that stuff, and your movie was made and put out. Then there was the independent world, everything outside the studio, and that was pretty much traditionally uh, always done the same way. You made your movie, um, you, you know, as, as many majors started popping up, the, there became another head to this Hydra, but mostly, generally speaking, the independent guys would make a movie, they would get it in theaters, they would sell it to somebody who would pick it up and put it in more theaters, and then that would go to an international sales agent who would then turn around and sell. It used to be 46 or 48 territories. Now I heard it's like 60-some territories that broke a bunch. It's always changing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and the idea is you would you would make a movie and you would call up Germany say and say, hey, Germany, I got this movie, and they'd say, great, we'll give you, you know, like $1,000 for your movie for Germany. But then right. what happened was the next guy would call up and say, hey, I got this movie, Germany, and I just had it in a limited theatrical uh, run in the United States. And I, it, it ran for, you know, four weeks in, you know, four tier one cities in the United States. And now Germany says, hey, we'll give you $350,000 for Germany. Right. And it, it's so there was this perceived value and 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 filmmakers would then start four walling to create this perceived value. And, you know, a lot of times fans, those of us who just go see movies, we might not be aware what four walling is. Four walling is simple. You make a movie, you pay a theater, you put it in the theater for a week. Uh, in LA, where a lot of people do this so that people in the industry go see it, they go see it with audiences and things like that. It's really expensive to four wall a movie. It can cost you like thousands and thousands of dollars for one night. Right. Um, but what this was doing was it was getting you an audience. It was getting you an audience of decision makers. And you were doing it in a city where those decision makers happened to work for the companies that would actually turn around and buy your movies. Well, so many things about that whole formula have now changed. We don't have geographical boundaries anymore. We don't have to spend 20 grand to four wall a movie for one night. We don't have to do any of that stuff. And the thing is, the cost of making these movies and the cost of making this indie content has gone down so far that you can get, you can make a movie that looks like you spent $5 million on it 10 years ago for 20 grand nowadays, 10 grand, less, three grand. There's guys I know that make movies for 3,500 bucks and they look like a million dollars. You know, I think you said earlier today that used to be an insult and now it's a compliment. Yep. <laughs> It's true. You know? And it's, true. it's, it's crazy. And so where, where Dino is coming into this whole thing uh, with his background uh, is Dino is now the vice president of acquisitions and distribution for Romero pictures. And will be handling acquisition of independent content uh, for Romero pictures and the sub brand indie brigade. And I really wanted to announce this tonight because we finalized all of our agreements today. This is something we've been working on for a long time. Uh, and, and, and it's just, it's such a cool thing. I didn't want to wait. 
We're still working on things like the website. We're still working on all that other, all those goodies. But it was important for me to get this out there in the world to everybody who's been supportive to the brigade so far and everybody who's a member of the brigade and anybody who joins, you know, hereafter. But y'all have been so amazing getting this thing off the ground. It was just as soon as we finished and hung up the phone, I said, look, I got to I got to just kind of put this out in the world today. So that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to kind of turn it over to Dean for a few minutes and ask him to kind of go over maybe some of the other traditional roadblocks before we go into kind of talking about how we're going to do this. Uh, maybe go into some of the other roadblocks and some of the other things in the distribution world um, that, that, you know, maybe some of our viewers have run into or that you've seen other people sure. you know, happen to other sure. people just to kind of give an idea of where we're coming from with our motivation on how to get around and avoid all of that other bullshit. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, um, you know, after meeting, you know, Cameron and talking to him for, for, for all that time that we, we known each other as just like a filmmaker and someone that's working at, at Cinephile, I went on to move on and work for, uh, an independent studio named Tricoast Worldwide Studios. And from there, I became um, an acquisitions agent um, and learned the, the, the whole business. You know, I love Stratham, Stratham, Marcy and Daisy for what they did because it really taught me about what the independent business um, is and what we can do within that space. And what I learned within that space is there's tons of movies out there, tons of movies out there that get stuck, that don't have anywhere else to go because it doesn't fit the certain kind of criteria and sales model that the distribution label has. And I've seen so many films just get so many good films, just, you know, that were good that just didn't really fit in the, in a certain kind of category. What we're going to do here is number one is filmmakers are going to have a place to bring their films and their content for it to be distributed through, through working um, all these years at that company. Uh, I was able to forge and establish relationships in the digital platform world. And, and was able to gain a certain level of trust um, with these folks of being able to deliver a certain kind of level of content and the comfortability. So really what we're talking about here is that we're gonna be focusing on distributing uh, content with the Romero stamp of approval onto digital platforms like Tubi, like Pluto, you know, and these are perceived to be free. But the thing is, is where, where the income comes through is the amount of uh, time that's accumulated through the viewing and also through the ad revenue sales. The kind of money that you're seeing being made on those platforms today is, is something that an independent filmmaker would never have a decade ago. You know? And the kind of things that we're going to offer in terms of, in terms of fairness, it's, it's criminal almost how much that we're going to give in terms of what the, fa you know, the favor, it's gonna beat any kind of deal in town, I believe. So here's kind the thing. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but I did a little research. And, you know, this yeah. ABOD stuff today, uh, you know, in like 2015, it was generating $673 million a year for independent content, sort of yep. off-brand um, uh, Wild West style content, if you will. Uh, yep. Projected that in uh, to, by 2021, it's going to be making like 67 billion dollars a year of course and, right? and, and we have to and, and yeah and, and exactly right the reason being is we're now facing a generation um being the millennials that have uh, that has basically the disposable income that is going to be spending their money on things that don't want to spend money on platforms paying 15.99 a month we're going to hit a threshold of how many things that people are going to want to pay for per month you can't you're going to pay for disney plus you're going to go out and pay for hulu 
You're going to go out and pay for Netflix. That adds up to a regular cable bill. And that's why the, the whole AVOD model works is because it's perceived to be free. It's not really free because you're giving up your time to watch the ads, but that's how it gets paid. It's basically turning into television. Right. That's really what we're talking about. Right. Turning television into TV. from, our, for television from yeah. when we were growing up. Correct. And, you and didn't like, used to be able to watch things without commercials. No, not at all. <laughs> exactly. So it, basically what we're seeing is that, the, the and, you know, and, and I think me and both um, Cameron agree on, on this is that, that TV, the way that the whole idea that we go at 8 p.m. on a Thursday night to watch that specific program, that's done. No one does that anymore. People control what they want to watch when they want to watch it. It's not to say that it's going to disappear completely. It's just not going to be the popular form of where people are going to be ingesting their media. So what, what Romero Pictures is going to do is establish itself with the brand and the trust that it has in terms of what it's built throughout the decades in terms of quality of films that it could be and that what they are. And also uphold the whole indie spirit. The whole idea is that these are movies that are different, that have an indie spirit. You know, that are made by an individual, not not something to, to satiate, you know, uh, some kind of uh, a revenue that was based upon, you know, you know, like, oh, let's just use this algorithm to determine how much we're going to make. These are people just have a, a need to express themselves artistically, you know, and that's really what we're after is is if there's room enough for everybody here. But yeah. what, I think what what the the power of what's going to separate everybody else is the curation. And part of that is. We believe in this movie. If Cameron says that this is what we, if, if, what we live in and we, we think it, it has a stamp of approval, it comes with a certain level of gravitas because we believe in this picture. We're putting ourselves behind it. And it has that indie spirit, the indie brigade, brigade spirit, you know, the Romero picture spirit. That's what really what's going to separate it. And also, you know, we're, we're keying in on, on, on folks. We're, we're, we're looking for the underdog. We're always looking for those folks that would normally not have a voice. And we're going to help you put it on a platform so that you that people can see it by you know uh, by as many people as possible because at the end of the day this is really about getting your work seen by as many people as possible and that's really what this is about well and it's interesting too because you know one of the things that we talked about over our development of this concept was um the the new currency i mean even currency has changed right like yeah. you know uh, it, it i spoke to a few people today and over this over this process and you know filmmakers and creators and i asked them a very point blank question i said listen let me ask you this if i if you made a movie if you spent a year right of your life two years three years of your life to make a movie that was so important to your spirit that you make it that you get it out right because that's what we do that's what as independent filmmakers that's what we do we have to get it out into a camera somewhere uh most of the time when we're starting out and, and sometimes even after we've been going for a while, uh, getting it out is the hardest part until it's out. Right. And then all of a sudden now you've got it out, you've got it edited, you got all your buddy's music, you got everything in it, you're ready to go. You got all your releases signed, but you don't know what the fuck is next. Right. And so now you go to places like AFM and you go to places like can and you go to these other markets and you go to these other festivals and you have the same fucking meeting with a thousand different people you know and the meeting yeah. is always look we'll represent your film we'll sell this this is what we do uh we need this much up front we need you to cover marketing fees we need you to give us a percentage ownership of your film we're going to then take that and we're going to jump in line with your investors so we're going to jump in between first money out 
<laughs> and you getting paid. And sometimes they'll even say, we're going to jump in front of your investors and, it's mm -hmm. gonna, and we're going to jump in right after the P&A. And so mm -hmm. for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about there, you know, we'll get into that. We should probably dedicate a whole episode to like question and answer. We will. Stuff. Yeah, we will do but, that. Um, you know, and I kind of lost my train of thought there. But anyway, so the bottom line is this. Um, I asked this question to a bunch of people. I said, so now you make this movie. You spend three years of your life or four years of your life or like a couple of our of our members of the brigade. They spent longer than that to get some movies made, right? Right. Now... A sales agent comes to you and says, listen, I'm going to give you a check for $1 million right now. Here you go. You can take it to the bank. You can cash it, which, by the way, this doesn't ever happen. This is a <laughs> but, right. So a sales right. agent comes to you or a studio comes to you or somebody comes to you and says, I'm going to give you a check for $1 million. I'm going to own your movie forever. You have to sign over all your rights to your movie to me. And I won't guarantee you that anybody's ever going to see it because at the end of the day, our lawyers might decide it makes more business sense to put it on a shelf for 20 years until we decide to build our own library of horror or whatever like that. Right now, another guy comes to you and says, look, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars every fiscal quarter. And I'm going to make sure that you get on platforms that are perceived free where people take chances on content they've never seen before. They've never heard before. And they're looking for interesting new independent stuff. And your, your film's going to get, 300,000 views or 500,000 views in the next year. So that's that's 500,000 people are going to watch your movie. You're not going to get a check for a million dollars. You're going to get smaller amounts of money rolled out to you as long as this. But by the way, it's also non-exclusive. So we can always take it to the big studios. Once we have a perceived value of viewers and followers and subscribers, which are the new currency, so now once you've got your new currency of your followers and your likes, you've increased the perceived value of your project. And now you can go upsell it because this guy who's helped you out and done all this stuff is doing it non-exclusively. Right. right. Am I, am I summing this up properly? Do yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sense? the beauty. Yeah. That's the beauty of Avod is that is the fact is, is that it doesn't run exclusive. So you can have your content on multiple streams. You can have your content on a popcorn flicks. You can have your content on a Tubi, you can have them on multiple platforms because they're in the business of having a library of content. So they, they want it there and they, they, they're not gonna be exclusive. It isn't like a Netflix thing where they're trying to hoard stuff and create kind of exclusivity. They're into the mass library of, of things and getting it out there. And that's right, you know, Cameron said that, that one of the things is that this is where indie films can thrive because you can take a chance on a movie that 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 you never would watch in general because it's for free it's perceived to be free so you're going to click on it i mean these the days of like you know of tvod and all that kind of stuff man i mean it's still going to exist you know where you can actually buy you know a film online and that type of thing that's really not going to go anywhere but the whole idea that someone is going to buy a film for 15 bucks that day and day and day that's really just not something that's going to happen, especially if you're paying $14.99 a month for Netflix, you know, and to do it for a, a movie that has zero stars, you know, for example. But someone on Tubi will click on something like, oh, this looks interesting. I mean, it's free anyways. Who cares? Let's just check it out and see what happens. And before you know it, they'll watch the entire movie. If you're a good enough storyteller, they're stuck on it. And before you know it, it's generating revenue. Before you know it, they're sharing it. They're linking it on, on social media because it is free. And also, 
you know, by putting in those platforms, you know, we also are giving the control over to the filmmaker to create their own sales funnels to get it over there. You know, we're, we're actually just acting as sort of the agent to get them on the platform, to get them there with the Romero stamp, to get them through the door. And then from there, they're going to be able to take ownership of it and generate more income for themselves. Because when we start announcing what the splits are, it's crazy. You really are going to beat anybody really in town. It really is going to beat everybody because our job is to get films out there into the world and help filmmakers that never had that ability to do that before. And through you know the connections that we've built throughout the throughout the years and people that we've met, it is the right time because now we know those people and know how to propagate that and make that happen. So that's really what's going you know we're going to be focusing on. It's just getting that good content out there. And then there's other big plans. I mean, I think. You know, I mean, it might be too soon, but I think there's an idea of, of creating sort of a, a streaming app and those types of things. When we start acquiring and getting a bigger library and getting those stamps of food, like, there's a lot of things that can really happen in this space that can that can really generate some 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 resources for us to expand the business and expand the model that we're working on. So, but I think it starts with building this community that you guys have already started and just building that momentum. And before we know it, we've just got this whole ecosystem of support and people watching our films and promoting these films. And that's really what, we're, that's the whole goal, you yeah. know, is to work outside of the system and to satiate a certain audience and taste that we've built ourselves. And we have that ability now. So that's what we're gonna do. Because films used to be dangerous, man. <laughs> that's right, man. That's right. <laughs> we're gonna make them dangerous again, man. And yeah, that's, that's and it. because you know what? Fuck it. Nobody yeah. else is doing it, right? Nobody else is standing back and saying, look, if you look at the big picture, you know, we, we've we got a new currency for filmmakers, and that currency sure. is, is people, is eyeballs, right? Yeah. And we live in a time now where those eyeballs can be generated faster, bigger, better than ever before. Absolutely. And the tools are literally everybody has all the tools in their pocket at any given time. Look, we can like here's here's a scenario that we can like talk about right now is the idea that like here is a platform. We acquire a new film, we announce it on this platform, and before we know it, we're promoting a filmmaker on on a podcast and on this live stream. That's something that could never be done ten years ago. And here we are that we have that opportunity to do it. And this is really just letting people know that this is the taste and this is what we, we believe in in terms of the films that we're trying to, to to put out there in the universe, you know? It's all it all works synergistically, you know. This all this all happens now for a reason, you know. Yeah, and 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 all the stuff we're talking about. And I got to pause here for a second because Joe popped up with, and he told he trained me early and said when he pops up, something that means something. So hang on. Oh, we got we got a question. Someone I don't know. Something? I don't know. Well, we got, we got a couple of Joe? comments Joe? here that Joe? I'd like you to address. Joe. Joe. Cool. Yo. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> So for all of you out there who wonder why I drink on the show, uh, uh, George, give that a read. I don't care if it makes me look less manly, but I'm about to finish my first feature in January, and hearing this makes me almost cry. Just amazing, fellas. Ron, thank you very much. Awesome. That means yeah, a lot that's, to me. That's exactly the whole reason why this is being created. That is it. That you, that is, that's, you, that's it. You are exactly the person that we are talking to right now. Literally, it's you and everybody out there doing what you're doing and trying to figure it out and not, not maybe not being able to get a roadmap. I mean, you know, look, I, I, 
I saw, I've seen things over my years in this business that, that turned my stomach when I saw them, right? Um, obviously, that's not a big secret to anybody. But I mean, I've seen producers look at young guys and say, listen, give me $25,000 and I'll do this for your movie. And these young guys go out and scramble to pay somebody 25 grand. And all this motherfucker's doing is putting it in his pocket and then going sitting by his pool and calling up two of his buddies, maybe. <laughs> yeah. probably just waiting no. like six or eight months and calling the dude back and saying oh yeah nobody's interested oh yeah but that 25 grand it's non-refundable uh i spent it on fucking cuban cigars and scotch yeah you it's know? quote unquote marketing yeah. right and yeah, that's that's a legit yeah. thing that happens to people that and that it, is that is the business that yeah is and exactly it what happens that's and why it's people always distributors and it pisses yeah. me off and yeah. you know uh this is something I've, I've tried to, to dip my toe into kind of distribution models before, but, you know, there were a lot of things that have to line up for it to work. And those things have finally lined up here with you and me and Joe. Yeah. And, um, you know, all the reasons that they didn't line up before, I, I thank the universe that, that it didn't work out before, because one thing leads to another, or you find out some shit later on and you're like, fuck, I dodged a bullet. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, but yeah. a lot of it was just that the tech wasn't there, you know? I mean, you and sure. I have had conversations about this kind of stuff for the past five years of our lives, Dion. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would call Absolutely. you at work, and you'd be, I'd be like, what are you doing? You'd be like, nothing, trying to fucking figure this out. And you'd be like, what about this? You know, and I'd be like, dude, yeah. you get it, you know? I mean, it's just yeah. how it works. And, and it's not hard, and it's not rocket science, but you do need somebody who's not afraid to walk into meetings with you carrying a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. Metaphorically yeah. speaking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. the only people who are not afraid to walk into meetings carrying a metaphorical baseball bat or a real one are people who have been through the ringer, man, and seen what happens and 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 see through it and see, you know, it's like, you, you know, you, you go through enough bullshit in this industry and you end up feeling like uh, fucking Neo in the end of the Matrix, you know, and everything <laughs> comes the code, right? Yeah. And uh, you exactly. just see through people's bullshit like that. And, yeah. um, you know, so so that's kind of where we're at with this, and we just want to do this the right way, and we want to do it the best way possible for for the sake of the brigade. And you know, the indie brigade was phase one of a larger project um, that that I you know you guys have heard me talk a little bit about the veterans compound, which is getting further and further along, and it's um, there's there's some more cool stuff, but I'm reserving all of that for a later date. Tonight's announcement is all about this. That announcement's coming soon, but that's going to be like phase four, five, six. That's going to be the, it, and all of this is going to grow into all of that. And uh, you know, I, we we want as many of you along for the ride as we can possibly have. And you know, we want to get as many of your movies out there in the world in the best possible light they can be put out in the world, and in a way where you guys don't have to walk into, you know, a fucking swimming pool full of sharks without ever having really been you know swimming before you know again yeah. metaphor but you know what i'm saying right like yeah. it sucks man it sucks watching this business chew up good young talent and spit it out for no fucking good reason yeah and you know that's the purpose of what we're trying to do here is to prevent that as much as possible and do some important shit because you know what this is important because making a movie, it's we all think it's important when we're doing it. At the end of the day, it's not curing cancer. It's not fucking colonizing Mars. 
or any of that shit. It's making a movie, it's creating art, but art is arguably one of the most important aspects of any society. And, you know, for that to have been so corporatized to the point where people like us in the brigade just get fucked, you know, over and over until we finally stand out. It's like being bullied, right? Like you get bullied and right. bullied and bullied until you say, you know what? I think I'm gonna hit you back today. And then they don't right. bully you anymore. Right. Well, the entertainment business just figures out different ways to bully you, stand up for yourself. But that's part of the brigade, right? We're gonna do it. Like we're doing this all like on our own as this fucking splinter kind of, you know, underground outlaw faction of indies. That's what this is about. And we wanna get your fucking movies out there in the world. Yeah. So yeah, so basically what we're doing is we're basically saying if you've got something or know somebody that has a somebody has a completed film, doesn't know what to do with it, and is looking for a place for to get some type of placement on digital platform, we're here to at least take a look and help out any way they can. Even if we don't distribute it, we're still gonna figure out a way to help you out, you know? Um, that's the end of the day. But we do definitely are looking for content to put out there to generate revenue. Uh, on the digital platforms, you know, so that's that's what we're doing. It's basically it's, it's a label, man. It's starting to label. So we, we are starting to label. And you know what? You said something important label. too. You know, if if even if we don't put out your film, we we're creators. We're filmmakers. We've been doing this forever, and God willing, we'll do it. We'll keep making more movies. You know, but at the end of the day, um, we're here to truly help where we can. And and you know, even if we end up not distributing a film, uh, we we will. We'll 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 offer different kinds of programs, mentor things, you know, like, yeah. Hey, maybe, you know, uh, if you're open to talking to us about what might make us, you know, give us a better chance of success to get your phone. Right. Out, we're happy to give right. you that guidance. It's if, like helping with know, marketability. If, if there's something about the film that doesn't work, we're always going to be honest in ways to help that we think is going to help you bring that, 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 that content, where it needs to be so that it can be shown you know i mean obviously not every single film that we're going to get obviously is going to hit that standard but it doesn't mean that we're going to like just blow you off and say that it's all done with i mean part of it is to develop a community and let people know that there's a place that they can take their films to make their films more marketable in the market have you know what what's going to make it more marketable we're going to give information in terms of Here's what we think that you should do to make it more marketable. You can either take that information with it that, that, that we're giving you or not. You know, but at the end of the day, we're always going to give you honest opinions and advice of where we think that this film can do well and how it, how it could do well. So that's right. And that's, and some of the markets, you know, we've touched on a couple of here uh, tonight. But some of the mar some of the platforms, some of the things we haven't gone into detail about. There are a lot of uh, a lot of different places um, that we are going to be able to get these films. Um, and some of right. those are gonna, you know, gonna include an upsell too, uh, yes. you know? So, I mean, just because we're talking about, uh, you know, getting everything out there in the in the AVOD market to start with, uh, doesn't mean that, that, I mean, that's not to say that, you know, there's gonna be a film that's gonna go, oh, and this is something we didn't touch on. There's gonna be two versions of the brand, basically. There'll be Romero Pictures and then there'll be the Indie Brigade. The Indie Brigade's gonna be for the hardcore outlaw stuff and Romero Pictures is gonna be um, for sort of the next level stuff, the stuff that that really has a chance to kind of like- um, Cross uh, yeah. over to the mainstream market. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And, you, you know, so talking about the upsell type thing, you know, that's not to say that, 
just because we start out one place doesn't mean that there's not going to be opportunities to take these things to bigger, uh, bigger Absolutely. platforms for different kinds of yeah. deals. But but the the important thing is that this this entire model revolves around creating that perceived value, because the perceived value is what makes Hollywood and international markets uh, purchase. Yeah. All right, we got a couple of more people that actually just started joining us. Can you give a quick rundown again of what you're referring to? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're basically, well, basically what Cameron, you know, what George Cameron is doing is he is creating uh, an indie label. You know, he's creating a label uh, that flies the Romero uh, stamp of approval. Romero Pictures is one outlet where we have uh, you know, um, a more developed level of, of filmmaking that we think that can really do well in the mainstream market. And we have the Indie Brigade, where we are, that's sort of like a developmental area, where we think that it's rough around it. It has nothing but pure indie spirit. And this is something that we are really trying to develop and take these films to another level so that we can get them to another market. Or self-distribute them, you know, they could have that edge. It could be a collective of, of, of short films that we put in for like 90 minutes and throw up on Tubi. And there we go. You know, suddenly we've got a, a list of uh, a short films that are going to be on Tubi or Pluto or wherever. You know, there's multiple ways that we can help filmmakers, you know, in terms of getting it out there. And he'd spoken about the upsell is, is it's right. Like, ultimately, if we have content and we think that we can sell it to higher platform and get an even higher distribution, we'll still keep our name on the label. But we'll also upsell it to a higher distributor simply for the fact because it can be seen by more people. So right. it works no matter what it is. It's always, we always have the best interest of the filmmaker and the film at heart. We're always trying to elevate the film and make more people see it so that the, the career can actually develop from this, you know, that we can have, they can have multiple films and know and prove that it can do well in, in all aspects of the market, you know, so. Yeah, and that also includes, like, you know, we've also got all kinds of long-term relationships with, uh, with, with international outlets as well. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's a million different directions that this, that your film can go. Um, and, and that's part of the problem that a lot of filmmakers run into when it comes time to distribute their film. They, they, you know, they start looking at all the different things and different avenues and, and, and the only people out there interested in, in helping them will only do it for a massive paycheck up front. Um, you know, they're hard waters to navigate and we've navigated them for a long time uh, and haven't, you know, drowned yet. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's the experience that we are are looking to bring to this. And, and you know, those international markets are also open to everything. But it's important to, to kind of state here that what we're doing with this is we're providing um, you know, with anything, that first step's the hardest, right? Um, and and when it comes to a lot of indie filmmakers and content creators out there, the first step for them is getting the film made. That's the hardest part. I, I always say this. The hardest part is dragging a film across the finish line. Well, once you've got that done, it's a whole new mountain you got to climb. And that first step is the hardest. And this, this distribution model that we have developed uh, is a phenomenal first step uh, for for indie creators to take that will increase the, the perceived value of their film. It will get their film seen by large numbers of eyeballs, uh, and it will it will give them a place in the market that they might not have otherwise had. 
absolutely right. Fair. All right, absolutely. so I got a few questions, if I may. Well, first of all, Michael Starr saying amen, brother. Um, what timeline are you looking at? What is the process going to be for the filmmakers once their film is complete? Is it just going to be full-length movies or shorts and music also? Well, I'll let Dean speak to most of that. I think, um, you know, we're looking to get started immediately just because we don't have uh, certain things up yet, like the website. Um, we are looking for some immediate submissions of films that are complete. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if anybody has films out there that is looking for distribution, we can immediately help with that and get that process going. Um, and then from there, we'll start discussing the, the you know, our, our basically our strategy of how that would work. That's going to be you know, we're going to talk to, you know, it's an acquisitions thing. So we'd have to have an acquisitions meeting and talk about well, what we're going to do and what's our model. And then from there, they'll find out exactly all. And, and we have to evaluate the film, too. We have to look at it. You know, one of the things that, we, you know, that acquisitions agents do is you look at the film and you figure out, is this marketable? Do we have the right people that we can communicate with and talk to you to get it on the platforms? Would they, would they take this film? And through that, it's that process of figuring out, well, Will this make it in the market? And that's 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 where our expertise comes in. We're here to help the filmmaker figure out is exactly where this could go and 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 how much it could potentially make in terms of revenue. Um, but in terms of when this is going to get going, I believe it's. I mean, it's probably going to have to take you know after the holidays and that type of thing. I think it's a we're looking at a 2020 thing. But in terms of um, starting to evaluate content, it starts now. I mean, we yeah. can take a look at all that stuff. Yeah, we can start yeah. as early as next week. We can start looking at content. Do you want yeah. to speak a little bit to the question about features versus shorts and all of that stuff, Dana? I, I think that, that there's always a place in terms of, obviously, features is something that we're always going to be looking for because that's basically what the popular thing that people are looking for on those channels is, is films. But, you know, if somebody has a, a long-form series or if there is something that, you know, in terms of short films, it's a little bit different because the, 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 there aren't, really a lot of platforms that can do it, but they're out there and we can help with that. But there also is a way for us if for us to do an indie brigade or Romero Pictures kind of compilation of films and filmmakers that can turn all these films collectively into one feature. And then right. here we go. We've got a feature of four different short films that have suddenly had the Romero brand name that is suddenly now a film under that flag that we can do as well too. There's a multitude of ways that we can package you know the content you know it's really going to come down to you know what, what what we feel is represents that that indie spirit represents that romero spirit you know and has that kind of level of quality and stamp of approval that we're looking for you know yeah. for it to do to do well in the market well and you know the spirit is something important to talk about too you know i mean when my father released night um back in the 60s uh there were there were uh there were people in the united states government that were they were, I mean, they were saying stuff on, on the record, like, we got to stop this guy. He's the most dangerous filmmaker out there. He's just doing it without anybody telling him what to do. And, you know, that's fucking dangerous for us. And that's where, that's the birth of, you know, the hashtag films used to be dangerous, man. And, you know, they did used to be dangerous. And not only making them used to be dangerous, the business of it used to be dangerous. And, and if you pissed off the system, you, you know, and my dad said, fuck it. And that, yeah. that's what was so fucking cool about what he did. And he, he kind of really helped create a voice that, that existed, but it existed so fringe that it, it basically didn't exist, right? Like the only way you saw that kind of stuff 
was so far off the beaten trail, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then here he comes and, and he did what he did. And, you know, he pissed a lot of people off, man. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and mm -hmm. I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah. That's what it's all about, man. I mean, we talked about that earlier. I think that's the key and is what, what, you know, elevated that to like a legendary status is the idea that, you know, by nature, there's a rebelliousness of saying, fuck it. And that's what an American is at the end of the day, man. You're yeah. a rebel. We yeah. fucking said, fuck that, dude. We're not fucking saying shit to no fucking king. We're going to do what the fuck we want to do. And we believe that this is freedom. And it's what we're going to do. It's it's the purest form of, you know, of what, what an American is, is that nature of, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to provide this thing. Inside, and, and I don't care. We're going to do it. And this is what this whole spirit is about. It's about the indie spirit of like people that have no other way of to express themselves, find a way to, to express themselves uh, visually, um, you know, through, through filmmaking and then, then don't have a place to put it because it's perceived to be non-commercial or too weird. Well, that's where we're going to be coming in and helping people understand what this stuff really is. You know, it's just like, you know, it's like punk rock. The punk rock is, you know, it was never about the showmanship, you know, it's more about the attitude and, and, kind of the spirit of wanting to create. And that's really what we're looking at. You know, it's like, maybe we'll have some filmmakers that don't have all the best skills, but you know what? They've got fucking more heart and more determination to get things done. And you know what? When you watch those films, the spirit shines through. You can see it come through. You can see what they're doing, man. It, that's why there's an energy to indie films and low budget films, because they've got maybe one or two, three takes in that location. They got to keep it going. Then they got to go to another location. They got one or two, three takes and boom, here we go. And suddenly you have a collection of scenes that have that kind of energy. That's when it starts to really come together and you get something special. It's this collective kind of energy and urgency that of, of people needing to tell their stories and don't have all this money. They don't have this cash. They don't have time to be sitting around in their trailer. It's because they're trying to fucking get a shot off and you know, because it's not a free location. You know, we got to just get this in the fucking can and get it done. And that in of itself, it, it, it's, it's like that, that a collection of, of energy and scenes all together in a movie. That's where we start getting that special energy from, man. It's that indie energy that, yeah. that, that, that comes from, man. It's from those things. And that's the kind of stuff that we're looking for. And it's you know, that's one of the things we're looking for. It's it contagious. is, man. You know, it really is. It's it absolutely really is. contagious. And and you know, you, you to to just speak to something you said real quick. You know, you said just because if you feel that energy, even if they they might not have all the the razor sharp skills yet, right? Right. That doesn't mean those things can't be taught. That doesn't mean those things can't be learned. When I was coming up, and when you were coming up, people didn't teach us that shit. We had to learn it. We had to, you know, it was like Fight Club. You had to stand outside for a week in the rain you know, <laughs> before anybody decided if yeah. they were going to teach you, you know, the yeah. basic shit, you know. Yeah. And and it's still like that to a degree, you know. I mean, if you look at people out there with their, you know, with their uh, viral successes and stuff who don't share their secrets, that, yeah. that's the new version of it, right? But like right. – but the but the 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 act of making a movie, the act of of getting it made to look the way you want to want it to look, um, you know, to 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 at least give it that production value to make it a viable fit um, for more of a mainstream audience. Those things are learnable skills, absolutely. And, and, and a lot of times, these guys who have this passion and have this drive and have this energy, but maybe lacking uh, the the sharpness or the experience to kind of pull off the difference. Yeah, um, 
we, you know, that's some of the guidance that we're going to be interested in actually offering to some people too. Yeah. Because, and again, because fuck it, nobody taught me. And what the fuck is knowledge if you don't pass it on? Right. It's true. Like, I mean, the, the idea is, man, is, is, is here's, here's, here's what I know. Go out and make something fucking cool with it and come back and inspire me to do something. You know, it's all, it all works, man. Like, you know, there, there's something to that. You know, if, if we tell everybody everything that we know and all the secrets that we know and let them have it, good. Go and do something that's going to get me off of my ass to make me want to do something too. Because that's the whole point. The whole right. point is to share this, is to share this knowledge. It's like this idea of like holding your secrets. I mean, what, what's that going to do, man? Hoarding that? Like to what? You know, it's like, why would you? <laughs> the idea for the indie spirit is to, so that if one of us starts to find one path, it, it lets us know that there's another path for another person as well. There's a multitude of paths to get this done. And we're trying to find as many paths possible to get people their content out there, you know? And if, if, if we can help in terms of like, maybe if you polish this up and maybe if you shot with a, a lens that maybe cut that depth of field or whatever, man, or, or just added that certain level of quality to their work that can get them more money and more of a paycheck, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, whether they want to take that advice or not is up to them, but we're going to tell them anyways. You know, we're going to try to help them that's you know, right. no matter what. That's right. No matter what. That's right, man, because, you know, we all deserve if you're if you've ever had enough drive and moxie to call up your friends and say, I'm fucking making a movie. Show up and help me or don't, you know, <laughs> right. if you've ever had right. that, if you've ever done that, you know how hard it is. And and we want to try to we want to help you navigate what's next um, yep. to, the, to the best that we can. So that's where we're at. Michael Starr says, stop waiting for permission. Man, Michael, I ain't asked for permission in decades. I'd much rather ask forgiveness. And most of the time, <laughs> I don't even give a fuck yep. if I get that. <laughs> it's true, man. Yeah, it's easier to ask for uh, forgiveness than it is for permission. And always, that's that's indie rule number one right there, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hi, Joe. Yep. So we, we, well, we've got people asking if they already have something to submit, how would they go about doing that as of right now? Do we have an email set up or will we shortly? Yeah, I think so, so, right? at this point, um, we're working on getting all of that stuff set up right now. Uh, um, and I think this is a good time to kind of transition over to just a straight question and answer period for the rest of this, this kind of announcement thing, Joe. Um, you know, we will, um, we'll have a dedicated email set up by tomorrow. Uh, it'll probably just be a Gmail for now. Um, but that's just how it's going to be for now. Um, and it'll just probably be like Indie Brigade submissions at gmail.com or something like that. Um, Joe, I don't hear a keyboard. <laughs> put, putting Joe to work right away. Man, like right away. So if, if you all will notice, I've already finished the beer. I've gone to the travel mug. <laughs> yeah. Usually I, I, the first hour. Wow. Actually, we're not even an hour in. I got you over to the hard liquor. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Mr. Beam. <laughs> uh, I'm looking. I mean, I've been posting pretty much things as they were coming in. Um, well, some of a lot of them we haven't. I, I don't know. We've just been kind of, you know, this is the passion that we were just talking about. Like, this is what happens when me and Dean talk. And that was the other reason I wanted to do it this way instead of just making a post because this is, it is infectious. And talking to Dean is infectious. 
and you know when when we start riffing back and forth on this stuff this is how these ideas are born and then you start looking at the experience and the resources and the connections and everything that he and yeah. i have developed over how many fucking years in this business and it just yeah. fit, you know and it made sense so yeah that's where we're at that's where we're at yeah that's where we're at yeah, yeah. so uh if we want to go are there questions we want to start uh no ron you do not need an agent for no we like we basically would act as the agent because really what we would do is we would take your film and then we would if we can't upsell it for you we're gonna create what they call a backstop deal which is we would distribute it ourselves every every film that we acquire is either gonna have the indie brigade label or, or the romero's pictures label so you you know and with that we're gonna we're gonna have you know the rights to help sell that film to higher platforms and find higher distribution Again, if that film doesn't work on the higher platforms, what we do is we, we distribute ourselves. So no matter what, any film that we pick up and that we decide to fly on, the, you know, fly a flag on, is going to have some form of distribution, uh, at the very least, an AVOD distribution level, meaning that it will go on Tubi or Pluto or anything like that. So right. there's but always going to be a place. There's always going to be a place for them. Yeah, and along with that, what I want to say is that you know one of the things that that I think is important is that. You know, as say a film um, does just strictly go to an AVOD platform, along with that, you're going to get, um, you know, consultation and mentorship on how to uh, best um, translate that into a currency for your film. Uh, and it's also going to translate into real money for you as well. So, um, you know, and, and if I'm not mistaken, the, the AVOD stuff, it's like a quarterly payout. So once that yeah. starts, um, you know, we handle all of that for you and get you in a situation where you don't get fucked over. And, um, you know, it's all going to be very transparent. You know, it's, it's all going to be very transparent and people are going to know exactly how much a film makes and how much that we take and how much you get. And I'll tell you right now, the amount of money that the split goes, we're not taking, we're taking very little of what's going on. We're, this is really just about, you know, building the brand, building the library, building the content. But at the end of the day, we're trying to get the lion's share of the, of, of the revenue to the filmmaker themselves because it's in our best interest to do that. Because if we treat filmmakers well, they're going to want to work with us again. That's, and that's, that's how it's going to work. You know, right. People are going to find out that we're the, we will probably be the most honest people in the business that people are ever going to work with because of the level of transparency that we're going to work with people. It's going to be, you know, there's a... I'm very confident about this and, and, and looking forward to really just meeting, you know, a lot of the folks in the community to, to get these movies out there for people. I'm excited about that, man. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. And, you know, it's more fun being an honest person in this business because when you walk into meetings with these <laughs> douchebags, throws them <laughs> off their game. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Because they're trying to, they're, they're kind of, we're throwing them off because they don't know what to say. Yeah, they're like, oh, wait, I can't fuck this guy around. <laughs> All right, so guys, educate me. I'm familiar with what video on demand is. What's AVOD? AVOD it means that the it it's perceived to be free. Like a Tubi TV, if you go on there, it's free. Um, but it really it, it free is, is is a relative term because really what you're doing is it's advertised based. You watch one commercial and then you get the rest of the movie. So or every 30, 40 minutes and then you get the rest of the movie. And it's completely uncut. They don't censor. It's not like television. You're still seeing the whole entire picture the way it is. 
Um, you know, one of the things that, that really started changing the perception of what I'd seen is I'd seen the Nielsen and Forbes um, article that talked about the millennial market that said that 75%, if not more, um, when, when asked, if you could choose between paying $14.99 for no commercials or one where you had to watch a couple of commercials but you get the movie and content for free, which one would you choose? The millennials overwhelmingly, I think, plus 75%, I think it was actually more like something like 90-something percent, that said that they would go for the free model. You know, and that's, that's really the market that we're looking at, is that people want things you know, for free, especially the millennials. They, 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 they've, they've gone through like, you know, an economic crash, so they're cheap. You know, if you look at them, most of those kids you talk to, them, none of them want to drive. They don't, they don't want a car. You know, they don't want to spend anything. They're probably the cheapest demo that's ever come across it because of what they've experienced. So they're really cheap with their money. So what they will spend their time and their money on are sites like Tubi TV, where it's free, or Pluto, where it's perceived to be free, you know? Um, and that's where the revenue comes in is through the advertising, you know, because they can get them. You know, like places like Tubi, they have the ability to do real-time sales buys. They'll know, they can have the, the actual demographics of who's watching the film, and at that time, sell to an ad agency, do you wanna buy the ad spot in 30 seconds? This is the demographic that they have. They're that far advanced. That's where we're at these days, you know? So, it's like the old Wall Street days of the 80s. There's, it's like there's these guys in this little computer world like with the tickets down on the floor yelling and people are... That's exactly right. And that's exactly what the ad agencies are now. It's because, because they can do real-time ad buys, that's what places like a Tubi does. They sell on real-time rather than like, oh, we think that this is the perceived market. No, they know exactly who's watching and they can advertise to them directly at that moment. That's the power of like what's going on with the AVOD. So AVOD is the, is the advertising video on demand. Um, a TVOD That's would be what I like, yeah, advertised, you know, video on demand, meaning that it's free content. And then TVOD is, you know, television on demand and that type of thing. It's different. You have to pay for the pay-per-view. You know, TVOD is like day and date, stuff that you buy on direct TV and that type of thing. And then, you yeah. know, there's um, SVOD, which is like, uh, SVOD is like Netflix and Hulu where you're paying a subscription. That's subscription-based video on demand. So it's all and Maybe touch on like um, day and date for those who might not know what day and date is. Day and date is a model that that was really kind of uh, really popular, you know, developed by the studios where you're getting the movie the same day it's released in the theater. Okay, so a, a lot of companies still do that because th there is the idea that a movie is diminished if it doesn't have a theatrical release. It's like exactly what Cameron was saying in terms of. It, it, like a movie can actually make more money in certain territories if it has a theatrical release because the perceived value is that it got a theatrical run in the U.S. And all they really did was four wall a fucking city for a week and they took it to the distributor and goes, you know what, man, we've got this had a this had a theatrical release in Los Angeles to New York. It was very successful. They don't know that. You know, they're just trying to tell that sale, tell that territory that they're getting a Hollywood movie, a movie that played in the U.S. theaters. So that's perceived as more expensive, you know? So, you know, th those are one of the tricks that we know, you know, like we, 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 we know, we, we know those things, you know? And I think a lot of the folks, um, you know, in that world, uh, filmmakers really don't know that because, you know, really there's really no need for them to know that. They're, the focus is on the creativity because, you know, we, we kind of came in the business having and being forced to understand what that means and taking our lumps and understanding what, you know, what, you know, what we've been through. We've got that thick skin to understand what that means and what, what to do. So. Again, we're just trying to use all these experiences that we have had, good or bad, and help 
the next generation of filmmakers get to the place where they need to go again so that we can all prosper together you know what's good for them is going to be good for us you know ultimately as well sean smith's in a buddy of mine woodworking buddy of mine uh who's also a fan of the genre uh he's asking a question he says does anyone consider doing a season show for netflix or another streaming service uh if not is there a reason um you know there's a lot of reasons um for anybody who's, who's curious about an answer to this you know netflix has become um its own thing man it's a it's a monster it's the golden ticket if you can get there uh, and if not, it's the brass ring everybody's trying to reach for now. You know, yeah. Netflix is they're they're at a point where they're eating up so much content. They're just devouring content from all over yeah. the world. But what they've done is they've they've opened up so many different branches for different countries and different languages that now the content they're devouring. If you all have started noticing, you know, yeah. more foreign films showing up in your Netflix feed, that's because all of a sudden now there's there's different Netflix for almost every country in the world now. Mm -hmm. And that stuff starts showing up. And for every one of those countries, they've got to devour content to, to fill it. Yeah. And here's what I do know about those guys, though. Here's 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 a little here's a little thing is that they are notoriously cheap in terms of paying for independent films. Yeah. Um, here's the problem. You can make a million dollar movie with, with, with you know, make a million dollar movie and Netflix will come along and offer you 30 grand for it. That's a real thing. I've that's happened several times to a lot of films that I know. And what are you going to do? You're going to take it, you know? Most of the time a lot of filmmakers do take it. The, the beauty of that is that's SFOD. We can still exploit that wall and exploit that kind of revenue stream, but again, we work in TVOD. I mean, I'm sorry, we work in AVOD. So they can you can have your year run if you want, but we'll take that after that year run and put it onto the AVOD platform to generate probably even more money that they ever got on Netflix. So the thing is, is that we're going to allow filmmakers to make their own separate deals on the SVOD platform, being like if they want to go on SVOD and do a deal with Hulu, we'll still get that film and still retain the rights to put it on the, the, the AVOD platforms like a Tubi. There's so many different revenue streams in terms of where the films can go that we know that we have an understanding of where to place these films, you know, between the both of us, we've, we've got those connections. And the beautiful thing about it is that even if, if the filmmakers do decide to go per, and pursue an SVOD type deal uh, after us or before us or during, you know, whatever we're doing with the AVOD, um, we're still happy to help negotiate those waters as well. Absolutely. And, and we'll, you know, a part of that is as the filmmaker wants us involved. With. Yeah. I mean, if they want to, if they want to take the SVOD, we'll still take the, the, the AVOD rights. We'll still help with that. Sure. They can still have that and they can still have their Netflix deal. You know, and still take an SVOD deal. That that's up to them. But well, again, we'll 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 be able to navigate those waters and get folks to where they need to go. You know, so either way, it's a win. It's always going to be a win for, yeah. for the folks. Well, and that's the point. And you know, and you've mentioned a couple of times the split and everything, and we'll get into that. Um, but you know, I, I think it's important to mention that that you know we, we are not taking a we're taking a very small piece of what we help you achieve. Uh, and most of that is going to go to the expansion of the Indie Brigade and uh, the brand and the umbrellas and everything that goes with that and cover things like operating costs for things like this podcast and websites and all of the other shit we have to do. And uh, a portion of that's also going to go into the Veterans Compound as well uh, because, you know, uh, as this all moves forward, 
um, what we're ultimately doing is creating our own distribution platform uh, for films that are created through the veterans compound with veterans as we get the compound off the ground and launched uh, and and start creating content with our veterans uh, and teaching them how to kind of process what they've been through um, through creative endeavors uh, and then ultimately training them to work in the industry um, with two classes of 30 vets every year, hopefully starting next year. Uh, it's a four month program. And at the end of the four months, month five is spent uh, making a feature film. And and all of the veterans in the class, all 30 of them, get paid for the hours they work on that film. They get uh, hours in, if they're in you know union friendly jobs, they get hours toward union qualification because all the projects will be union projects. So uh, you know they'll get hours toward joining various unions. Uh, and beyond that, all 30 vets in both classes or all 30 vets in the class that makes the film actually get a piece of ownership of that film so that some money goes into their family's long term savings accounts uh, and helps and helps them get them and their families back on their feet and retrained and processing what they've been through and uh, and creating and making content uh, and, and, what you know, from all aspects of the creative arts, from movies to music to uh, hell, catering. I mean, why not? You know, the place that we're looking at literally has three industrial kitchens. Um, so, you know, there'll be content created, uh, not to mention all the partnerships with the film schools and the universities and all the other organizations that are going to come in and work with these guys and all the industry professionals who have already agreed to come in and work with these guys and teach them cinematography. I mean, from award-winning cinematographers and screenwriting from guys who've written some of my favorite movies that have ever been made and, you know, like effects guys who have done some of the most amazing shit on earth uh, are going to come in and work with these vets and teach them these different aspects and train them. So, um, so, you know, and this is all kind of the universe that's, that's coming together. And, and this distribution model is a huge part of that. And, and I'm just so happy that Joe reached out to me about the brigade and, I'm just so thrilled that Dino and I have landed on a way to make this actually happen and do it in a way that uh, is beneficial for all of you guys um, because it fucking blows trying to do this shit on your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. don't have to. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So that's it. Oh, wait. Exciting, I, some, somebody keeps bringing up bluegrass. I don't know what that is. Where is that? Um, well, Scott said that he can't wait to see it, but somebody brought it up earlier that wanted to know if it was going to be made. So uh, I would have to scroll through a bunch of comments to find it. Oh, I know who it is. Shad, are you here? Yeah. Bluegrass is happening. Let me see if I can find it. Give me a moment. Shad, I know who said it. What's up, Shad? I miss you, man. Yeah, bluegrass is going to be There it is. Yeah. There's more than a chance bluegrass is going to happen. More on that later. Okay. Cryptic punch. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, in closing, wrap it up. Let us know what you're doing again and what we're all doing and how we can participate and where we're going from here. Are there any questions that, like, burning questions that we didn't touch on or anything? we yeah. skipped? Like, there's... A shit, this is the most comments I think we've ever had when we've been on here. A lot of them are comments, and it's some stuff that I touched on. What about shorts? Any interest in those? Uh, I'm wearing denim ones right now. Thank you. Oh, here we go. Don, Don Johnson says, uh, I was watching uh, live from AFM. 
that every seven years you get the rights back and resell again. That is something, you know, we talked about that a little bit on this show before, and that's basically like filmmakers and creatives, Don, they don't get 401ks, right? We don't have retirement plans or safety nets. So, you know, what the business has kind of done for us to figure out how to take care of our, of ourselves, um, when they chew us up and spit us out, uh, they give us back the rights to our films and we can then go resell them. But what happens is now, so you go to AFM and you sell your movie worldwide rights for seven years to company X and they go exploit the shit out of it and everything they can and they make every deal they can you get the rights back in seven years and you can go resell it you'll never resell it for the same amount you sold it for the first time but you will resell it for something and so if you want a retirement plan in this business the idea is to keep making content and keep reselling that content over the years but you know like i know people who have who live to this day live off doing that kind of shit and man it ages you like it's fucking stressful every seven years you're like oh my god i gotta go through this shit again and you know and and it's like you see some people reselling after seven years and it's 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 like it it just it just ages them overnight i mean it's fucking crazy you know and it's stressful and and you know but that's what we got you know that's our retirement plan yeah i don't know if like i think that if you know, we should probably explore the idea if we want to make those agreements shorter for folks, too. I think that that's a possibility, too, because the standard is between seven, between seven and 15. I've seen I've seen I've seen movies. People give up their films for 15 years, you know, yeah. for 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 that. So that that's another that's another area as well, too. So and that's very common. That happens a lot. I mean, I've seen I've seen films go, you know, get signed off for 15 years. So, yeah, a um, lot of films get signed off in 15 years. 15. You know? 15. And then at the yeah. end of that 15 years, you're fucking tired and <laughs> you're, do, man. you're like, man, I got to go fucking walk AFM again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, if it still has, I mean, if it still has that value and still can do well. But, you know, these days, content is king and people need content on all the streaming platforms. There's just a new platform popping up every single day. That's you right. Know? And, and really, what's what's going to. You know what's really going to change folks um, in terms of what's going to get people's eyeballs to a certain point is the curation. You know, and part of it, you know, I think is the fact that there is going to be a certain level and brand of quality of, of folks that we acquire for the Romero Pictures label. You know, there's like you said, there's going to be a distinct kind of vibe between what comes on Romero Pictures and what comes through Indie Brigade. And I think Romero is something that really truly encapsulates kind of the kind of the indie spirit and Romero spirit that we're talking about in terms of does it does it challenge the viewer you know it it might be a horror film but really what is this really about you know is this about society there's a lot of components I think and dynamics in terms of what is being looked for for a Romero picture you know it has to hit that quality of being able to be able to carry that brand name that you know that that the legacy has built for itself it's like it's going like romero pictures uh film is going to have that stamp of this is a true kind of progressive kind of genre film that challenges and and goes beyond just the genre and then starts to ask bigger questions about society itself like you know like things like not a living dead you know what is this really all about underneath it what is this symbolically about and these are the kinds of things that we're looking for you know, is these kind of really, really well done kind of genre pieces that almost can be perceived as elevated genre, even though people don't like to use that term. But it really could be that, too, as well, too. 
But that's not to say that not looking for some just really good shit too. I mean, that's just fucking just that's just pure adrenaline and just has something. It just has to have that quality. You know what I mean? Like, you, we know it when we see it. You know, it's like when we see what, what we're talking about. That's that'll be it. You know, and we're gonna find those films out there. I mean, I'm I'm so optimistic that through this process that we could really find some really undiscovered talent that normally wouldn't get to go to fucking like a place like, you know, Sundance or South by or anywhere else that we could probably have the trust of certain kinds of filmmakers and build that trust where we can find those kinds of things before they even hit that spot, you know, even hit those. Like it's great that we're going to be in a position of being able to generate a certain level of taste, taste making, I think is what it is. Cause you know, I mean, you know, knowing you, you've got great, I mean, you know, a great filmmaker or a good filmmaker has to have a visual vocabulary and no cinema. And, you know, you're one of the guys that I would know at when I was working at Cinefa that just had an incredible visual vocabulary of, of cinema. You know, not only were you looking at genre films, but you're also looking at Kurosawa and Leone and everybody else out there and Godard. And that's what we're really talking about, man, is, is that visual vocabulary knowing cinema and using all these other kinds of the, all these other ways of expression and then making it your own, you know? And I think that's part of the spirit as well, too, that we're trying to do here too. So yeah. I'm excited about all of that, man. Me too. And somebody else asked if we're just going to do horror or genre and it's definitely not just horror. I mean, obviously the Romero of it all, there's, you know, our, our, our first love is horror. Um, you know, always has been, always will be. Um, but we're certainly not just trying to limit ourselves to horror. Um, you know, I mean, I think like Dean said, you know, genre elevated genre type stuff. Um, that's, that's not necessarily just horror. Um, you know, do I think that we're going to, that people are going to want to see Romero pictures, you know, um, movie about a kid's soccer team. (laughs) 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 You know, but you know, uh, use your, use your discretion. Uh, when submitting, you know, I mean, maybe think to yourself, well, maybe these guys might not be the right people for, for my, my film. Um, you know, especially if your film is about like, you know, a Christmas puppy, but if it works for us, we wouldn't necessarily release it under, under that label, but we would definitely be able to help in getting that on a platform and figuring out how to, how to create, you know, create, revenue if we see a winner and go hey man that this hits all the nodes of marketability and profitability we'll still help out it might not be under that indie grade name or whatever it might have to be a certain kind of thing just to protect the 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 kind of brand but we certainly will still help if we think that there's a way that 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 revenue can be you know created with it as well too like we're not going to stop at just like genre i mean we're looking at any films that need help in terms of distribution you know at the end of the day so um, you know, but like I said, it's like it's not gonna be about puppies, man. I mean, these are these these are Romero pictures, so there's a there's a little bit of, of subversiveness going on here and, and thrill going on here, man. So well, you know. I think you said it much better than I did, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, there will be some films like if you've got a Christmas puppy movie where it would actually probably hurt you to have Romero pictures or Indie Brigade on it, but like, correct. But like Dean said, we're we're we'll be the first ones to tell you that, but we'll also be the first ones to try to help you where to go and what to do and how to circumvent and navigate everything you need to deal with. And we'll even do it with you side by side if, if it's appropriate and if we can. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Cool. Yeah, well, I, any, I, think, I think that's all. Any other questions? Or I think that's probably it. I think. Or maybe, I don't know. 
probably it. I mean, I think I could talk all day, but you know. Yeah, I know I could too, man. In fact, you know, we have on several occasions. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just super excited about this, man. Like, I can't tell yeah. you, this has been a long time coming for you and me to work together, and uh, yeah, you know, um, it it just does my heart so much good that that this is how we're gonna do it. You know, like yeah. it's it's like all those projects that we were banging our heads against the wall. And, you know, this is why this is the reason, you know, because this is the fucking thing, you know, yeah. this is the thing yeah. that, that your life and my life and your projects and my, and everything we've both done has led us here, you know, and, and now yep. here we are and we're in a position where we can actually help some people and we both just want to fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> and we know how to, and yeah. we have the resources. So it's like, this is. You know, this is the thing. This is the real thing, and then we're we're, we're going to do it. And you know, and, and I see that because we're creating this 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 energy and kind of good energy. Like I said, it's only going to help. I think with all the other aspects of the business as well, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think through this process, I think you know, all the projects I think that you're looking to do are probably going to get done now because of like this kind of infectious energy that we're creating and putting out in the universe. Man, it's just going to come back. You know, it always does. Yeah, you know, look, these things they'll get done one one way or another. I'm not gonna fucking do any films unless, and I'm not saying this like they make fun of people for saying it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn Rise into a high school fucking musical comedy like somebody wanted me to do, right? Is that, 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 that a true story? That's a very true story. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. And I'm not gonna. Oh shit! <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not. I'm not gonna work with the wrong money ever again. And I'm yeah. not gonna work with the wrong. Fuck. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing yeah. it. Any of my projects that get made, they'll get made when they're when the universe says it's time for them to get made. In the meantime, um, I'll stay sane. However, the fuck I know how to stay sane. And um, I'll keep moving and working, and and you know, you guys as as part of the brigade, you'll see all those struggles and all those victories because uh, my favorite thing about the brigade is that I get to live this whole fucking experience out loud in front of everybody now. So yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And uh, and this is just another exciting part of that journey. And uh, yeah, you know, so it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, you guys We got to get we got to get rise done though, man. That's that's the one. Well, that's yeah, a longer that's... conversation for another night. Yeah, no, I know. I know. That is that's the one. That's yeah, happening. That's, and that's... I'll explain to you how that's happening the next oh, time we awesome. talk offline. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. Um, yeah, man, I am too. So if anybody doesn't have any other further questions, um, you know, let's uh let's wrap up this this announcement for tonight and say, you know, in, in uh, I like Lance over there. Be excellent to each other. Fuck yeah, man. You know? Uh, I'm afraid. I just saw Scott say hi, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't see Mick, so uh -oh. <laughs> maybe not. I feel like he's just going to jump out. Like you're just going to pop him up in a window and he's going to have blood right. off or something. Ooh, like that still with the blood. <laughs> <laughs> No, we love Mick. Mick no, you know, I'm I'm fucking so happy and proud in my heart to be doing this with you, man. I'm, I'm Me too. I feel great about this, and Me and too. Joe, you're the fucking man. And uh, I appreciate that's that. the man right there. Everything's your fucking yep. fault, Joe, but you're still the man. And <laughs> my fault. Don't forget, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, look, there's Mick. There's Mick. <laughs> Better late than never. 
Yeah. That's going to be his new nickname. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't wait for you to get to know a lot of these folks, and I can't wait for a lot of these folks to get you know get to know you, Dean. And, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Dean is in the community now. If you're not in the community, you will be soon. Um, I think pretty much everybody who's here tonight has probably at least earned an invite into the community, um, you know, for being here and supporting and loving through it all. Uh, yeah. So we'll make sure that happens. And um, stay tuned because we're going to be putting up email addresses and all kinds of other shit over the over the, the coming weeks here in the holidays and all that other shit. So yeah. uh, as always, thank you, everybody, so much. Uh, and uh, in, in true keeping with my sign off, fuck off till next time. No, no, you're not getting off that easy. Oh, I just said it. It's done. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm done. No, no, we get we got to advertise Indie Brigade. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> so, anyway, you can find us on <laughs> Where can you find us, George? I don't know, man. I still haven't you still haven't emailed me a list, so you're going to have to tell everybody. That very first day I emailed you the list with all the usernames and passwords. I sent it again, so it's the top of my inbox. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, I guess we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. YouTube, we're going to be porting over to our new channel. Obviously, Facebook. And I, I think that's about it. And Lance, it's all at you. Indie Brigade, right? Or is there a dot in there everywhere? Is it, uh, I, I sent you know. the list. <laughs> You expect me to memorize it? My email, but did you send it to my CompuServe email address? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Damn. I'm going to print it out on a dot matrix and mail it to you. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. I, I don't live near a normal mail route, so um, but we got a guy who comes by on a horse every few weeks. Uh, on that note, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Fuck off till next time.